Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 140 of the Momony Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Morehouse, and you are listening to another listener series episode. And in case you're new to my podcast and you have no idea what I'm talking about, um, I started this listener series part of my podcast maybe a year ago, maybe a bit more. Um, and it was just a way to feature listeners of the podcast because I started just getting all these emails from listeners sharing their personal finance journeys, sharing their successes their failures, just some really great stories and experiences. I'm like, you know what? You know who would benefit from all this information, all these stories? Other listeners of the show. Um, I need to share these. And so I, you know, developed this listener series where I then reached out to these people again to see if they want to share it uh, in depth on the podcast. And uh, it's been pretty awesome. Quite honestly, I love the listener series. Not only is it great because some of these stories are just absolutely inspiring and motivating. And it's just so interesting knowing what everyone else is doing with their money and not just, you know, all these other guests that I usually have, you know, authors and experts and all that stuff. I want to know what, you know, people that are not, you know, living and breathing money all the time, what are they doing with their money? So uh, I've got a really great episode with two listeners of my podcast, Michelle and Dan. They are a couple and they embarked on a no spend challenge and they uh, want to share what it what exactly that is, how it helped them with their finances and really um, help them figure out what their values were, what's their why, and just like really go deep with their money. And uh, and then they kind of discovered a bunch of other things about their life in the process, which I think is so awesome. Definitely makes me think about maybe doing one of these challenges uh, myself. But uh, well, actually, you know what? Actually, I, I might just do that. You know why? Because uh, recently me and my business partner, Jacqueline Phillips, who is a champion bodybuilder and is recently, seriously, uh, she's a cover girl on Inside Fitness. So if you're like at a bookstore or I don't know, anywhere they sell magazines, try to find a copy of Inside Fitness. She's the cover right now. Um, Anywho, so, you know, uh, if you are aware, you may not be, but we launched the Rich and Fit Bootcamp, uh, you know, back in June and launched it again in September. And then we launched it once again for the last time uh, in January, uh, the beginning of January. And now it's an evergreen course. So you can sign up to do the Rich and Fit Bootcamp whenever you like. Um, but beyond that, we also made a free five-day challenge that we called the Rich and Fit Detox. So uh, we knew that, you know, some people just want kind of a quick, you know, thing to kind of kickstart, you know, uh, you know, changing some of their habits. And uh, detox, well, she knew how to do kind of the physical fitness detox detox where you um, really start focusing on what you're eating, doing, you know, self-care, doing yoga and all that kind of stuff, meditation. And for me, I'm like, okay, well, what's kind of a detox for the money side of things? Well, it's very much like this no spend challenge. And so if this sounds interesting to you and you want to do something that's only five days, but it'll kind of kickstart you to kind of changing and, and swapping out some of your bad habits for some better habits, go to richandfit.co slash detox or jessicamorehouse.com slash detox. And uh, you can sign up and take it. Uh, okay. Well, that is enough yabbering from me. Let's get to that episode with Michelle and Dan. Thank you, Michelle and Dan, for joining me on the Mo Money podcast. Thank you so much for having Thank us. You. 
I am so excited to chat with you. I'm so glad that you reached out by email and had, uh, you know, shared your experience with me about your uh, a no spend challenge that you did very recently, like I guess, uh, you know, uh, in the past month or so, and you're still going to continue it with, which I think is really cool. Um, so before we kind of talk about like what, what exactly that looked like, what inspired you to do something like that? Well, every month I just kept looking at my bank account and realizing that that I wasn't able or wasn't saving as much as I thought I should be. And I couldn't figure it out. I tried like the envelope system with Dan and each month we are just coming up short. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of along those lines, like I feel like we exhausted a lot of different options. I mean, we were stashing money away here and stashing money away there and and opening different savings account, but accounts, but really at the end of the month when we kind of looked at everything, it, it we were still there's still unexplained spending that we were kind of we just didn't really know where it went. So the tracking of it was really kind of what I bought into. Yeah. So did you, I guess, previously not really track your money? Like you probably had you thought you had an idea of what was going on, but you didn't like track it with a spreadsheet and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like we would try for mm-hmm. a month or so tracking and then we would either kind of fall off the wagon with that or something would happen Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't like want to write down. Like Mm -hmm. I would go to TJ Maxx and spend way more than I had thought. And I wouldn't want to put that in the spreadsheet. So I kind of was self-sabotaging in that way. That's interesting. Yeah, because yeah. I found like this uh, past year, me and my husband have been tracking our spending very di- diligently. And I'd say the one thing that he really struggled with was revealing all those purchases that he wasn't necessarily proud of. Or, you, you know, he'd be like, I know I shouldn't have bought that, but I did. And it's there. So, mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's probably a big struggle because it's like tracking your spending isn't that hard, but it's 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 the emotional and like going really deep about it. That's kind of the hard part. Reveal, like you are kind of like, you know, uh, people have said like getting financially naked. Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. You're like, ah, people know what I spend my money on. It's hard. Even if you're just sharing it with someone you're very close to. I kind of found that a lot of, a lot of the tracking of, you know, like you were saying, it's easy to track like the um, 10, 20, $30 purchases yeah. because, you know, they, they kind of come across as like, oh no, that was, you know, we went to Target and we got clothes or, oh, that was... Yeah grocery store but for me a lot of it was just like the real like five seven eight nine like those little ones that just you're like wait a second like I know he went to Target and I know he went and had to get you know pet food but where did that like that fifty dollars like disappear to and then that Mm -hmm. was a lot of the you know the frivolous spending and buying that we were doing Mm-hmm. Now, typically, like, how do you spend, uh, money? like, how, like, do you use your debit card, visa, or like credit card, cash? Like, what is kind of your way of spending money? Yeah, we, I've always put things on my credit card. And then at the end of the week or the end of the month, I would pay them off. So all my purchases always go on my credit card. We tried doing the cash envelope system for a little bit to get a better understanding of where our money was going. And we kept that up for about a month and a half, mm-hmm. but we didn't stick with that one. What did you find? Like, wh- why do you feel like that didn't really work for you guys? Um, I think it was a lot of it was just sort of the um, the discipline and kind of the planning, the advanced mm-hmm. planning of like, well, we need an envelope for this. We need an envelope for that. And um, it just seemed to be like a little bit more uh, in depth, I think, than... Mm-hmm. I think at that point we were kind of ready for. And trying to categorize what some of those purchases would go into. 
Right. Because um, I know there was a spending envelope, but then I would be like, well, does this necessarily count as entertainment spending or does this count as birthday spending? Trying to figure out where it went. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And did you like typically, like for me, I I like the idea and the concept of it. I know it does work for a lot of people, but for me, I just don't like using cash. Like kind of like you, I use my credit card or my debit card for purchases. So using cash, it just kind of adds an extra layer of work and I find it a bit of a hassle. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would like if, I would like to use more cash. I, I use my debit card really for everything mm-hmm. um, and, you know, it's tied in so I can, you know, pay all my bills and pay everything like, through my phone, like immediately, like most people do. But, um, I mean, I think I like the idea of maybe kind of down the road after we get a little bit more structure and this, like maybe setting aside, like just a different envelope system for like, like stashing money away for travel or for like entertainment. But Mm -hmm. I think the carrying, like the carrying of the envelopes and like Michelle was saying, like going into a grocery store and pulling from that and then having to go, well, this is technically, this is like the pet, pet store category. I don't know. It was just a little bit much. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, so where did you get the idea to, I guess, you know, it sounds like you kind of tried uh, a lot of different things. You knew there was a problem. You wanted to find a solution. So you kind of dabbled in a couple of different, uh, ways to do it. What, uh, kind of got you interested in doing a no spend challenge? Cause for me, like that sounds, that does sound quite difficult to like not spend money when you're so used to just, you know, swiping and, uh, spending your money freely. Yeah, I actually got the idea off of Instagram. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was um, looking at one of the girls I follow, and I was going pretty far back on some of her pictures, and she was talking about a no-spend month, and it got me really interested. Mm-hmm. And she posted every day of her no-spend month, kind of like alternatives to spending. So I went through and read all 30 of them, and then I approached Dan, and I was like, hey, what do you think about this no-spend? month, it would be a great way to save some money and kind of see um, where we're spending money that we don't think we are. Yeah. So I guess what does a no spend month look like? Because obviously you have to spend money to live. So what does it really mean that you're not spending your money on? Yeah. So we kind of came up with a set of rules for the month. We were allowed essentials and we kind of categorized that as our bills, um, gas, food. We did put a cap on our food. We did $60 a week. So $240 for the month. And then we do have a lot of pets. We have three dogs and two cats. So oh, wow. we, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we run a little zoo here. So we were, yeah, we allowed, of course, their food and medical bills and all of that. Mm-hmm. In the no spend. Mm-hmm. And so you were able to do your no spend month. You did it in November uh, yeah. successfully. Did you find that you were able to kind of stick to it? Yeah, we actually, we stayed, we were real, we were very like, the main thing that I think really caught my eye was sort of the idea of challenging, like, is it possible to stay within $60 a week for groceries? Because a lot of time we talked about this, we would go to a grocery store and, and spend like, uh, you know, like 80 bucks, 70 bucks, 80, 90 for groceries for the week. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, like, we would each make a couple of runs and be like, oh, we need this or, oh, we need that. And so the idea of being in like sticking at 240 for the month was really the main, mm-hmm. for me, like really the main rule, that part, and then just sticking to um, paying bills and, and the essentials. I mean, the, the, out, 
outside of the house entertainment. I, I mean, I think we keep ourselves pretty busy here, but mm-hmm. those are the two main things that I think we stu- we did the best on. Absolutely. And I think a ton of people spend uh, a good portion of their money on groceries. And I mean, believe me, I've, I've, you know, as we've been like tracking our spend and me and my husband, I'm like, how the heck do we spend so much money on groceries? So what, how did you, how were you able to do it? Cause that's doesn't, that sounds like a very strict budget for groceries. How were you able to stay within that? Like, what did you have to change to make that work for you? So um, a couple of, a couple of key things that we started doing was really, we were, kind of pre-planning our meals. So uh, generally like we would do our, you know, like most people do our grocery shopping on um, like a Saturday or Sunday or whatever. And so in advance, we kind of would just plan out like the five or six meals in advance and, and put down what exactly we were going to be needing for those. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where it started. And so we'd have like a five day kind of meal prep. And then along with that um, planning, whatever we made making extra of it so that we wouldn't have to go to like a, you know, fast food or whatever for lunch. So we'd have the leftovers. So really like making a meal that would last for like a day and a half Mm -hmm. is sort of kind of what we started with. Um, And then we did, we actually did a pretty good job of going around to a lot of the different grocery stores here and sort of like um, looking at what their prices were, um, Mm -hmm. where we could get the most bang for our buck. And also that led us getting into like bulk shopping um, yeah, just, I mean, those are kind of the, the key mm-hmm. finds. We ate a lot of kind of like basic foods for the month. Um, so a lot of versions of like rice, beans, and veggies, pastas. We started to make a lot of our own things like mm-hmm. sweets and granolas and anything that we could make cheaper than we could buy. Mm-hmm. We both follow a plant-based diet. So a lot of the meals were things that we're used to eating already. Mm-hmm. Oh, you it like helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to mention too, because in general, what p- people don't really think about, not only can you save a ton of money by uh, making your own meals, but it's generally healthier because there's, you have all of those whole foods, you know, what's in there, there's no preservatives and stuff. So you're saying that you actually, you're also vegetarian. So you're able to do that. So that's really interesting because I feel like a lot of people think that uh, it's, you know, oh, you'd have to buy all those kind of extra, because there's all those kind of different variations like, oh, you want chicken? Here's a vegetarian chicken for you or whatever. So uh, I would love to kind of know like what, yeah, what what did some of your meals look like? Because it sounds like they're very like affordable, but also really healthy. Yeah, well, we try. <laughs> so one night would be like brown rice, steamed veggies, some sort of bean, and then a sauce. So mm-hmm. a lot of like stir fry type meals. We love pasta and pasta sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, we made a lot of our own like veggie burgers out of sweet potatoes and black beans. Um, we did mm-hmm. like a lot of kind of flavored rice by by um, by using like our leftover vegetables for like a homemade vegetable stock. Mm-hmm. And then we did like we kind of did our own. We did a really one night. We made a really nice like pasta using actual like pumpkin puree that we had just an extra leftover pumpkin, and so we. Just little things like that, just yeah. sort of taking the time to, you know, instead of like, that's one of the a really good example of that's one of those things where you're like, okay, we're going to need some, some uh, veggie stock for the rice or veggie stock for soup. And instead of like running out and being like, okay, I need a, a couple of boxes of it, like for three or four bucks, mm-hmm. we just made our own and the same thing with like the pasta sauce, you know, we just used the pumpkin puree for for uh, pasta sauce yeah. and, you know, that's it right there. It saves like a trip to the store where in the past, 
I'd be like, oh, we're going to get veggie broth. And then I'd come home with like a couple of kombuchas, some cookies and mm-hmm. <laughs> like five or six other things. And that's, you know, a $12 spend right there. Yep. So, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Just a little ingenuity and kind of just thinking in advance, I think. Helpful. And I guess just changing your habits too. Cause uh, I feel like a lot of just even thinking to me, I'm like, you know, me and my husband have been talking about uh, meal planning for a year <laughs> and sometimes we were really good at it and sometimes we just get off the you know fall off the bandwagon like you yeah. said and just mm-hmm. couldn't stick to it so what is your kind of what are your kind of tips for like trying to stick to that kind of regiment and changing some of your habits of always going to the store and last minute planning okay. um i think just kind of having a good idea like just communicating yeah. kind of with, i mean just talking about like all right, what are we going to, you know, what, what realistically are we going to look at for this week's meals? Like what sounds good? Um, what do we know is going to be cost efficient as well as like have enough, um, to get us through like a, a dinner and a lunch. Um, and then being able to just kind of like figure out, you know, how to spice it up a little bit, you know, like, and you try to talk, convince somebody that having like brown rice a couple of days out of the week for meals and dinner and lunch isn't going to, I mean, that doesn't sound very, yeah. yeah exactly but finding ways to like spice it up with like you know like i guess using different spices and different types of um, combinations of vegetables um i mean that was one thing that you know that i think that we really did well on because Mm -hmm. um has been she's been vegan for a lot longer than i have and so she added her own kind of twist on things and um yeah i think just kind of planning in advance and taking the time to like you know, to think, think ahead, you know, looking yeah. down the, looking down the line at more like, okay, how's, how's this going to help us be beneficial? Like not only financially, but also, also nutritiously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was one like Friday night when we're eating quinoa and lentils with pasta sauce. And I'm just like, Oh, I just want Taco Bell. I just want a bean burrito. Like, <laughs> and then reminding myself why we were doing the challenge and why we were meal prepping and yeah. The goals that we were setting with that makes it a little little bit easier when you can come back to your why. Yeah, totally. Oh, I'd love to talk about your why. So yeah, because we (laughs) didn't really touch on your why, but I I, I assume that is a big reason, uh, a big motivator too, is like always going back to like, why are we doing this? Because otherwise, you know, you'll probably be able to do this no spin challenge for a month and then go back to your old ways. But you've mentioned that you want to continue on this for some months to come. So let's kind of go back to like, what did you figure out was your why for um, doing this? I think it's kind of evolved actually throughout the challenge. So I got pretty big on minimalizing a little Mm -hmm. bit before the challenge and trying to live a slower and more simple lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So before the challenge, we had already started to kind of cut back on some of our spending and entertainment. So my why was that I want to be a more conscious consumer and a more ethical consumer Mm -hmm. and kind of make sure that the companies I'm supporting, I also support their morals yeah. and kind of reducing that environmental impact as well. Mm-hmm. So the environment and kind of moral ethical standards have been my why in this process. And then living a simpler, simpler, more meaningful life with Dan. And we're also getting married, which is a great motivator to want to save some money. <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I would agree with for me, it just it sort of started out with the main the main idea was just you know the the dollar 
um, amount and just kind of figuring out like how I could cut out, you know, 50, hundred, $150 a month. Um, and, and this kind of seemed like a good way of start of a place to start, um, by, you know, tracking what we were spending our money on. But like, as Michelle said, it kind of, as we were going along, it sort of led to, um, you know, exploring new avenues in like bulk shopping or, um, finding new ways to, you know, use what we have, like the veggie stock or the pumpkin. And so, yeah, it sort of just evolved into different things that kind of came about. And then I'd say ultimately, like right now, it's more about um, being thoughtful, Mm -hmm. like with what I'm spending money on and what we're spending money on and why we're saving it, as opposed to just kind of like thoughtlessly spending every time you go into a grocery store or wherever for a couple of items, you know, it's like, oh, this looks good. This looks good. This looks good. When you really don't really don't even need that it's just you needed a couple things and you end up walking out with way more than you needed because it looked good Mm -hmm. absolutely totally so what would your um advice be for anyone who's like listening now they're like yeah okay that sounds like something i totally want to try out what would be kind of the first steps for someone to take to to try their own kind of no spends challenge I think, um, I mean, identifying, first of all, identifying what your essentials, what you have to spend money on Mm -hmm. would be the first place to start. You know, for us, it's always going to, you know, you always have to do the bills and um, all that. But then essentially what, like what your essentials are to, you have to spend on each month and then what a realistic budget for a grocery would be. Um, Mm -hmm. For us, it just, you know, that we kind of looked at the $240 and thought that, you know, it was a good enough number that it would be a challenge to do it, but also it was doable. Um, so I, maybe starting with those two, yeah. two spots. I know. think having an accountability partner mm-hmm. is a big thing. I think if I was doing it alone, um, it would have been a lot harder to stick with it because no one would have known if I didn't. Yeah. Um, so I think having someone to kind of hold you accountable and then also knowing why you're doing it, because it's, it's great to save money, but for me, that wouldn't have been enough because yeah. it hadn't worked in the past. Yeah. Um, so I needed something more than just saving money. Mm-hmm. And those are kind of the two things that kept, kept me going. And then to also plan, yeah. um, I did break the no spend challenge once it was my niece's birthday mm-hmm. and I completely spaced buying a present in October for it. Mm-hmm. So I did break it to get her a birthday present. Um, but I made sure to buy it from like a company that I wanted to support. So to plan as well, because mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't want to run into a birthday or something like that, that you do want to give a gift for not be able to. Yeah. And I guess don't beat yourself up if you don't do uh, it perfectly. If you slip up once or twice, just kind of like, you know, anything in life, it's like, you don't have to do it perfectly to still get those really great results at the end, but don't beat yeah, yourself and up. Even if- And even if you decide to do a no spend entertainment month, like you're Mm going to see the benefits, even if you just do one category of no spend. Mm. It's kind of nice as a side note is we we had mentioned it to quite a few people that we were taking on this Mm -hmm. challenge. And so we did have people that, you know, would invite us out to go eat and, and, (laughs) and knew that we were doing a no spins November and they were like, Oh, we'll get this. We got And So we were very grateful. (laughs) My mom, my mom treated us one day and we were like, thank you. (laughs) 
I love that. That is so funny. Well, I yeah, I love what you said, Michelle, about the accountability partner because absolutely, I feel like I don't know if I'd be able to do this alone, but I feel like if I had some friends, kind of like a book club, but like a yeah. no sped club or something, that would be a lot more motivating and kind of fun to do. Exactly. And we got some of our friends involved. So then I didn't want to tell them if like we slipped up, there was yeah. no way I got competitive. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, there's there's no way we can give up now because I know people are checking in and I know other of people are doing it as well with us. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I love I love this. I think this is a, a really uh, awesome. I'm, I'm excited to share this episode with people to motivate them, especially uh, just, you know, especially when this episode uh, is going to air in January, when most people, I think, yeah. are looking for a, a program to kind of, you know, undo some of the damage they did in December. So I think this is uh, awesome. Yeah, exactly. We were able to save about $700, too. Wow. Um, Yeah, we uh, were pretty shocked when we got the numbers. And then we were like, oh, my gosh, if we had done this every month, think how much money we would have. Yeah. So Um, I guess how long do you foresee you kind of doing this or at least a version of this? Is this just like you want this just to be integrated? Like this is your kind of normal now. Like it's not really a challenge anymore. This is just like what you want to carry uh, forward. I I think I think we both agreed like we definitely want to carry it forward. Um with a few modifications, like, I mean, we were pretty diligent about like the, the no, I mean, we didn't eat out. We, like, we, mm-hmm. you know, made stuff go, you know, at home. So, I, and I think it would be nice to, you know, I'd like to go out a few times a month mm-hmm. not, and then, you know, take Michelle out and go kind of do a couple and couple dinners out. So that's something that we're, you know, we're talking about, like figuring out when we, how to work that in and, but the grocery bill, I think the grocery thing is something that we really kind of want to continue to challenge yeah. ourselves on and, um, you know, see where it goes from there. Yeah. We value our date nights. Yeah. And we were having them too often before or always spending money. We do value them. So we are going to bring back the mm-hmm. version of that. that might include going out to dinner or a movie, but not doing it excessively like we were beforehand. Mm-hmm. I do, but I do want to add this note. Like it was, it was nice though, because we were doing meals at home and planning our meals in advance. Um, the big thing was like, it, it allowed us time to spend more time to spend together, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause we were both in there like making the dinner or, or going to the grocery store together. Um, so, I mean, it was nice. It is nice to be able to do that, you know, to yeah. be able to like sit down and have a meal at home. And, I, you know, I yeah. think there's lots of people that, you know, I don't think that happens as much as it used to. So it's nice to be able to just kind of spend that, that quality time doing something constructive at home. You know? Totally. It's brought you closer together, it sounds like. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it has. I didn't think that was possible, <laughs> but it has. And, um, to help us learn new ways to cope with things because beforehand we were using shopping and spending money as entertainment and as a way to cope with stress mm-hmm. and we've kind of had to learn different ways that might include going for a walk or reading a book or even watching a show it's made us a lot more creative in that aspect totally 
Totally. Well, thank you, uh, Michelle and Dan, for taking the time to chat with me and, and sharing about your no spend challenge. I know you're going to uh, kind of motivate and inspire some people kind of to try and uh, do it themselves, maybe even myself. <laughs> I like to try to do oh, it. Genu- I, I know, I know. <laughs> like I've tried to do them before, but maybe I'll I'll try. I'll try again. <laughs> maybe I'll try to get my husband more involved. And that's kind of the secret sauce. Yeah. Or just bypass your husband and go for your friends. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Well, thank you again for chatting with me. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Have a great night. And that was episode 140 of the Mo Money podcast. Make sure to check out the show notes at jessicamorales.com slash 140 for some more information about what we talked about and some important links that you may want to check out, including the uh, thing that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, the Rich and Fit Detox is a free five-day fitness and finance detox that me and my business partner, Jacqueline Phillips, who's a champion bodybuilder and the current Inside Fitness cover girl, uh, we developed it over kind of the Christmas holidays as something to help people kickstart um, kind of their new year, but also help them kind of replace some of their bad habits with some better habits. So if you want to kind of, you know, you're, you're feeling kind of tired and maybe you got the winter blues. I definitely have some of that myself. Um, and you feel like you're just, your spending's out of control and you just need some guidance. You just need some help. This might be the thing that will help you out. Just go to jessicamorales.com slash detox to get some more details and to sign up. Again, it's free. It's a free five-day email challenge. And uh, there's a whole video library of kind of self-care techniques and workouts, a lot of really, really, really good stuff. So make sure to check that out. Um I uh, also mentioned the Rich and Fit Bootcamp. So we reopened, we opened up the doors. So if you want something a little bit more intense, if you really want to start getting fit, you really want to um, tackle your finances once and for all and create a really solid foundation for your finances, this is the thing that will get you there. And it's all about doing fitness and finance at the the same time, really creating a lifestyle that you can maintain uh, after the program. So you can find out more details about that at richandfitbootcamp.com. Come. Uh, all right, that is it for me, but uh, I will be back here next Wednesday uh, with another episode. And again, highly recommend that you uh, check out, well, not check out, but you subscribe to my email list because there's so many things going on, so many projects, so many awesome, cool things I've got in the queue. I don't want you to miss a thing, um, but I can't always share them on the podcast because sometimes I record these in advance, guys. So if you want to make sure you don't miss a thing, go to jessicamorose.com slash subscribe. Subscribe, get on my email newsletter list, and uh, yeah, see what I've got going on, which is a bunch of stuff, a bunch of things. Okay, enough chatting, enough chatting. I will see you back here next Wednesday for a fresh new episode of the Mo Money Podcast. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.